hey, what's going on? That was an abrupt ending. Oh, man. Merry Christmas to all our listeners. Dude, I keep forgetting I have the mustache. Yeah, it keeps scraping against the how do you pop filter. That? Yeah, how do you forget that's on your face? Yeah. Oh. The bears. It looks good, though. Yeah, it goes with the uh, terrible hat you're wearing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that mustache and that, huh. that Chicago Bears hat has <clears throat> looks like Chris Farley about to choke on a sausage. <laughs> Legend. The bears. Mike Dicka. Yeah. Now, welcome to the Christmas episode. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Or is having a Merry Christmas if you're one of our... When are you planning on driving this, Josh? <laughs> driving what? Dropping it. Like, is this going to be before Christmas? This will be on Christmas Day. Okay. All right. Christmas morning, 730. Well, so more than likely, you already, if you have kids, you're already up. Probably sitting around opening gifts. Got the dude chain on the big screen. <laughs> Eggnog and apple cider on the stove. Yeah. Getting ready to go to brunch. Just like old time Christmas. Or it's the weekend and we're four or five days past. And yeah. Or it's a couple months from now and you just heard about us. Coming. That's true too. But <laughs> Merry Christmas. The day of Santa Claus. Which, uh, I'm not going to lie, man. The dude on your shirt has a very Santa Claus physique there. Yeah, the old American dream, Dusty Rhodes. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Son of a plumber. Yeah. He does have a kind of a Santa Claus physique. He uh, made that comment multiple times in his promo videos about how he wasn't a traditional-looking athlete because his belly was a little too big and his hiney was a little too big. (laughs) Yeah, Dusty Rose was funny. Oh, yeah, man. He was one of the best. He kind of, if you enjoy wrestling and you enjoy the the famous promos that have gone on in the past, he pretty much drew the pattern for it. Yeah. He he was great. Which, by the way, the uh, Baltimore Ravens are taking advantage of these days. Mark, Hands down, the best interview. Mark Ingram is a national there. treasure, man. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Yeah, yeah, he, absolutely. There. Uh, what what game was it after the interview? After um, it's the one after when he broke Michael Vick's record. So it was yeah. before the Browns. It was might have been the Steelers. Was it? no, I don't think so. It was this. Uh, they play all this weekend, don't they? <clears throat> uh, I think they yes, do. yes, yes. Yeah. Y'all and y'all are still in the playoff hunt. No, we're not. You are. We're not going to get. We're not going to beat the Baltimore Ravens. They've locked up home field advantage. If I mean, it's quite possible our, LJ does not play. It's look, quite possible y'all play their third our, team. Our our quarterbacks have been just pretty much going in there, getting benched. The other one sits in there, throws for a little while, gets hurt, and then the other one goes in there for a little bit. Okay, but what I'm telling you I mean, is, is as much as I despise Ben Roethlisberger, these these two backups we got aren't anywhere near his level even at an old crusty age it's quite possible though your third team is playing their third team huh yeah and our defense is solid man thanks to the Steelers uh, defense is something lackluster play of the Cleveland Browns yeah Ravens locked up home field advantage through the playoffs yeah and a bye week so I guarantee you anyone who's nursing an injury is not playing against you well, now, uh, I have a question. Now, this has been a pretty unique season. Would you agree? Like, yes. I mean, I know the yes. NFL is always exciting, but this has been one of those seasons where kind of all expectations were just kind of flipped upside Jets. down. It was the Jets. Yes, it yeah. was against the Jets. Yeah. But yeah, Mark Ingram's interview after that game is worth a Google. Yes, it is. 
<laughs> Following ESPN on Twitter yeah. is worth it for the Mark Ingram highlights. Yeah. Which is where they all end up showing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope, I hope that, you know, the Ravens end up in the Super Bowl and we get like a montage of his best moments, you know, as part of the entertainment. Well, I hope, I hope we get, yeah, we're going to get a week of the interviews. Yeah. Of that whole, I mean, just the whole week of, of, of prepping up for the Super Bowl is going to be great interviews because yeah. he interrupts people's interviews and they stop. They'll stop mid-question oh. and just talk to them and have a conversation. Oh, yeah. And drop that. And there, it's the whatever, I forgot the language it's called. It's a very Southern, uh, so they're saying stuff to each other that they understand that no one else does. Oh, okay. And so uh, they have this little conversation, and then they, they anyway, back to the question. And then they start answering again, which, you know, just, they're having fun, man. It's kind of yeah. cool to watch. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But anyway, yeah, the funny thing, though, is, is coming into this week, the the Oakland Raiders needed 10 things to happen, <laughs> and six of those things have happened. <laughs> They're still in the, they may get the perfect storm that gets them in the, into the playoffs. They're still in the playoff hunt. Yeah. And uh Yeah. And how funny would it be if they went and got in the playoffs and then got an upset first game? <laughs> <laughs> just They would. They would, that would be Just ruin somebody's season. Yeah, that would be Cuz that's how fantasy football it goes. Would, it would be the Chiefs <laughs> if they ruin someone's season. It would be the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, that's how fantasy football goes, you know, that team that's been waxing everybody all year long. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh Someone, we got on wax. Someone was pushing Kenyon Drake the entire episode. Someone also pushed Darius Guys and also Christian hurt. Kirk, who neither one of them did me any favors this but season. I did. So you pushed Kenyon Drake when he was on the Dolphins, and you had no idea he was going to go to the Cardinals and actually be good. And he was horrid for the Dolphins the whole time. And these last few games, I will. Granted, he has been running. Would have won you the championship. Yes. Oh. If he, if you would have had Kenyon Drake with four touchdowns and almost 200 yards last the the game before last. I don't know. I'd have to look. I got beat pretty bad. I got beat like 170-something to 150 or something like that. Yeah, you would have made those 20 points up easy. Well. Easy. <clears throat> they depended on where I put him. Honestly, it would have depended on where I put him because the guys that I thought would have produced didn't produce. Yeah. So. Man's fantasy football don't mean nothing. It was the Browns, though. <laughs> There's that. <laughs> he ran all over the Browns. <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, get back to the Christmas talk. I got a funny. I got two funny stories. One of the funniest stories I heard. Yeah. We need we need to it serve as a warning. If you have kids listening to this, spoiler alert. You need to fast forward. Pause it, look in the comments section, and see where I tell you to pick up at. Because just don't let your kids listen. That's all there. there that's all there is to it. All right, we'll move on. With You'll it. understand. <laughs> so we 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 ask our kids what they want for Christmas. Yeah. And we do a Santa gift, and then we do something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read. It's a thing that went around many years ago that my wife picked up and thought it was perfect because our kids were getting to it was i mean between all the christmases they go to they get too much stuff yeah and so we were trying to cut it back like well a so, lot of us a lot <clears throat> of it's the same kind of junk you know it's a toy that they're going to play with for a little while right. and then be kind of done with it right so anyway we get them to make their list the kids understand that this is how the list goes 
My eight-year-old son still believes in Santa Claus. And Don't you a, make him watch every podcast? No. Is this how you're telling your son that there no. is no Santa? No. <laughs> well, he, right. he will not listen to this podcast. Okay. We, we have even had the conversation of when do we tell him <laughs> that Santa Claus is not real. Yeah. It seems like he's old enough. Uh, no. I'm gonna, ten years old. That's what we decided. Really? Yeah. If he's still believing at ten, then we're going to. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull him aside and have a talk with him. But check this out. And this is why this is what's so this is why I'm, I'm I don't want to tell him. Yeah. So a month ago we started buying Christmas gifts back in September. Yeah. Right. That's just we get ahead of it and, and yeah, buy. That's a good plan. Yeah. So we have them make their list. So I'm like, what are you gonna ask Santa for? And he said, remote control car, whatever. Cool. He comes to my wife last week, last Thursday. And tells her, um, Mom, I wrote a letter to Santa Claus, and my teacher's going to mail it to the North Pole. And my, my, my wife goes, okay, well, what would you ask for? He goes, this is after all our Christmas shopping is done, by the way. Yeah. I asked for an elf on the shelf that I want to find it in the tree. Do you think Santa Claus will make that happen? And my wife just looks at me like, that little because <laughs> now she's got to go out and find Elf on the Shelf and all that. Yeah. yeah, which is horrible, by the way. Yeah. So anyway, we find it, and you know, no big deal and all that. And so my wife goes, "I, I, I think we can, we can send it in an emergency, whatever, and, and and figure it out." And check this out. This is the funniest part of the whole story. He goes, "Good." He goes, "Because I asked for it last year." And instead of him putting two and two together, being like, maybe Santa Claus isn't real, uh-huh. he said, but I don't think my teacher mailed the letter. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, bless that kid, man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He would never say anything negative about Santa Claus, exactly. right? Yeah. Like, I'm just saying, like, like I'm, I'm, I, I really. That's a true believer. I really enjoy the fact that that's what my son, that's where yeah. he first went to was the teacher failed. Yeah. Not that Santa Claus doesn't exist, yeah. but that stupid teacher last year <laughs> failed in her job. That, that, that worthless teacher. Yeah. Oh. So I thought that was hilarious. But then my wife, we were talking about it, and this is when we were Comes talking. Comes in Monday morning, killing Pedialyte, looking warmed over. <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, this is what brought up the conversation. Because we're like, how, you know, when do we tell... Because I found out Santa wasn't real about the age of five, very early, more, more, much yeah. earlier than normal yeah. kids. Before ten, right? Yeah, <laughs> and so we started. We started having a conversation Uh-oh. on on when we need to like pull him aside because we he's got a little yeah. sister. My my yeah. oldest daughter figured it out on her own. Yeah, like the funny thing is, is, is she? I lost think it's her. never too early to let your kids know that the world is not as precious as we pretend right. it is. Funny thing is. <laughs> My oldest daughter lost some tooth. Like I'm telling Josie this year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so you're my, too. You can communicate. We need to talk about some things. <laughs> so anyway, my oldest daughter lost a couple teeth this year. Yeah. And we forgot to, you know, leave the money under the pillow, whatever. Yeah, tooth fairy. Yeah. So anyway, tooth fairy's not real either. Mm-hmm. But obviously, she comes in one day with both her teeth. And and granted, in her defense, she made sure the other two kids were, but looked straight at my wife and went, "Look, Tooth Fairy forgot to come last night." <laughs> so anyway, we started talking. I thought about, you were gonna say she walked in, but I look, I don't believe in the Tooth Fairy, but I believe in quarters, and I believe I'm owed two. <laughs> that's, and that's kind of where we're at, right? So so anyway, my wife and I start talking. Like, when's the earliest 
Like, when do we tell them? When do we tell them, like, Santa Claus isn't real? Because you have, cause we have a, 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 a younger daughter who's going to have to, yeah. you know, keep it as long as, you know. So I don't want him losing it and her, you know, finding out at the same time. Yeah. Of course, she'll probably figure it out sooner than he did. He's pretty naive. But anyway, so we, we just started, I'm, I'm like, I think 10 years old is a good age. Yeah. You know, I think it's, I said, but I've heard stories of kids, like, in high school who have, that's when they found out. What? Yeah. <laughs> 13, 14 year old kids <laughs> finding out Santa Claus isn't real. Where did you hear about this, man? Huh? Where did you hear about this? Well, Burt Kreischer on his podcast said he was 13 when he figured it out. Really? Yeah. And I've heard of a, a buddy of mine who, who didn't learn about it until uh, in college. He didn't learn about it until he was you know, about 14 years old. He believes that it was possible. That there Dude. was a magic man and magic elves and magic reindeer. Hey, man. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Golly, I'm just saying. That, I'm, that's what I'm telling her. How do people pad their children so well I'm to like, where they can believe that and kind of And that's what I said. And then she tells me a story about one of our co-workers' wives who was 12 years old when she found out. Mm-hmm. And she told, the co-worker told my wife the way she found out. She was 12 years old mm-hmm. in a full-on debate in the bus line in junior high. Oh my goodness. Right? And she's sitting there arguing with all these kids about Santa Claus. They had to move, didn't they? And behind these kids that she's debating with is her sister going (laughs) (laughs) to her. Cut it out. And so finally, finally, the kids leave laughing, whatever. Sister comes over. She goes, what was your problem? She goes, Santa Claus isn't real. It's mom and dad. And she said, dude, her, the, she said, the feeling she had in her stomach, just the world falling out from underneath her at 12 yeah, years old. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's got to be, the, I'm like, I'm sitting there, and, and she had just embarrassed herself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right before, you know? Yeah. I don't remember how old I was. I think I was nine or 10, probably. Yeah. Mine, mine's pretty cool, though. <laughs> My parents would always just like randomly disappear for a couple hours around Christmas time, and they'd leave us with Carly, who pro- she already knew. She was probably 13 or so. Yeah. And uh, they'd always lock the, our back guest bedroom. Like, it was never locked throughout the year, but it was always locked. But, you know, we always figured it was they were just hiding our presence back there. Yeah. So we went, and, uh, well, I went, and I took a paper clip, and I straightened it out, and I shoved it into the door, because I was yeah. going to, you know, I'd seen movies. You can pick it with a paper oh, clip. Oh, yeah. Dude, it gets stuck. It gets stuck in the doorknob, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in so much trouble. I can't get it out. I can't get it out, and I'm turning it, and I'm turning it, and I can't get it out. So I go, and I find a pair of needle-nose pliers, and I grab onto it, and I'm like turning the door handle. I'm turning the door handle, and I yank it out, and the door opens. <laughs> Dude, the door straight up opens, and it's just this room just filled with gifts. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, sweet. So, like, we call everybody in there. And I'm like, Carly, you're getting that. And Casey, you're getting that. You know, we're all looking. And you could tell, Kay- I think Casey was a little bit more upset. And, you know, <laughs> I'm putting on a good face, too. I'm, I'm a little upset. But you, I, I really didn't figure it out until Christmas Day because the gifts that were back there yeah. were the ones. Yeah. And we're pretty stupid. My dad would print out on his crappy printer, like, from Santa, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, Santa, it wasn't handwritten. It was just it was printed out. Santa's yeah. printer is low on toner too. Dude, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tell Santa he needs to go buy some cartridges. I know, I know they're pricey. But go on, guys. Bro, oh. I wrote with my left hand. Yeah, yeah. Santa's got terrible handwriting in yeah. the house. 
<laughs> See, my, yeah, my dad. My dad used to go all out. Like he would uh, make a fire the night before, and yeah. then he'd go take shoes and rub it in the ashes, and he would smash it into the carpet. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it was like, man, you know, a he for was effort, selling it. I would never. I would never do that. Yeah, he that's, was selling it. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. I couldn't tell you any fantastic story. More than likely, my cousins and my brother told me at a pretty young age just yeah. to mess with me, or just because they just were tired of dealing with someone believing in Santa. But I know that by I know that by second grade, I didn't believe in Santa anymore because I remember writing something about it. Because I remembered, they was like, you know, write something about Santa and everything. I'm like, well, Santa ain't real, you know. So I think I wrote something like real corny because my mom kept it. It was like, if Santa's in your heart, he's real or something like that. You know, like <laughs> I'd watched a Hallmark movie or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Real lame, real lame. Yeah. But uh, I know that by second grade, I, I didn't believe. But, you know, I had, like I said, I had a brother that's five years older than me. He probably lost patience and told me, like, real soon, like, yeah. dude, it's mom and dad. Like, let's try to catch him. He probably yeah, employed I me to try to catch him. I think so. that's, I, I think that's, you know, my oldest daughter. She has a very motherly instinct to her, mm-hmm. so I think that's the only reason. Yeah, either that or she's just waiting to drop it on my son, like oh, the man. most opportune time. Yeah, he pestered her to that point. She just drops the Santa Claus in real on him and moves yeah. on. She might be jacking with him too, like you know, your teacher got that letter to Santa. Santa just don't like you. I <laughs> <laughs> doing that to him. Yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> you no. were bad. Santa remembers when you did this to me. I know. <laughs> I know. It's, she's it, probably it's, got a memory. She probably knows everything Gunner did to her the whole year long. It is quite possible. It is quite possible. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Hallmark movies, man, you've been watching the Gauntlet of movies? Never. No. What's your What's your uh, Christmas movie list? So like Friday After Next, Die Hard, Rocky Four. What else? Home Alone. <laughs> uh, I watched. I watched. So. I've watched all three Home Alones. That third one is terrible, by the way. Yeah, it's not even Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. No, no it's, it's not good at all. They definitely uh, watched all three Santa Clauses. Yeah, which is uh, <clears throat> great. Are those good? I've never seen them. Yeah, I yeah, the Santa Claus. Yeah, three's a little weak. The first two are really good. Uh, National Lampoon. That's that's a good one, man. Yeah, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Um, haven't seen. I Di- haven't watched Die Hard yet. Gremlins. That's a Christmas Gremlins, movie. Yeah. I hate Gremlins. Uh, I hate that movie. Jingle All the Way, man. That's a classic that gets overlooked a lot. With a turbo. What is it? Turbo Man. Yeah. Yeah. Turbo Man. You ever see that, Josh? That's, That's with Arnold, uh, Sinbad and Arnold. Yeah. 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 It's a phenomenal uh, movie. Is it on Disney? Disney Plus. Uh, Grinch. Maybe. It's on one of those streaming. I saw it somewhere. Yeah. 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 Great so, Christmas movie, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, but. I'm a I'm kind of a Christmas vacation. Ernest saves Christmas. Ernest Christmas saves story. And um, Christmas story is a good one. You watch that one on Christmas Day. Yeah, a couple times. Muppets. Yeah. We watch. <laughs> well, they play it all day. They play it back. You to watch back the to last back. half of it. Eat, take a nap, yeah. and then you watch the first half of it. You watch it out of order always. Yeah. For Gile. <laughs> what is that? The Muppets one. No, man, a Christmas story. That's a that's, Christmas Carol, a Muppets Christmas that's Carol. That's what I watch. A yeah. Christmas story is the one where they get the leg lamp. Ralphie, man. Ralphie. Oh yeah. Red Rider BB gun. I haven't watched that one yet. It's a, <laughs> it's a great one. How do you know? Like I'm just saying, if, it's Christmas a, if it's not on a stream, it literally played for 24 hours straight every Christmas. Yeah. No, I've it's, seen it. I'm saying it's I like haven't Tremors watched. on TNT on um, Sunday afternoons. Okay, I've, it's just always on. Listen, I've seen it. What I'm telling uh, you is, is I haven't watched it this year. Oh, okay. I've gone through the gauntlet, and that's what I'm telling you is I've like Home Alone, Santa <laughs> yeah. Claus, the Muppet stuff. Um, haven't watched Rocky Four. Haven't watched Die Hard. Yeah. But there's a lot of good movies. Man, t- 
ton of movies happen near or around Christmas or have a Christmas scene in them, though. I mean, yeah. it's just it's kind of an American staple. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do like the ones. I mean, I believe Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. But I do think you have to qualify like the entire movie has to be Christmas lights and and all that. Like Rocky Four, not really a Christmas movie. Even there's a scene at the beginning. He's not fighting Drago with the be- yeah. you know. No, I was just joking. But <clears throat> I do appreciate the consideration though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. I could just see you making that reach. You know what I mean? No, I would definitely give it to somebody. Yeah. You know, if someone said, "Hey, let's watch Christmas movies," and they put Rocky Four on the list, I would watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You know, it's not canon to me. You want to hear the top twenty Christmas movies of all time? Doesn't Coming <laughs> to America happen in or around Christmas time? Uh, possibly. I They're coming so. out with a new one too. Yeah. What do you think is the number one Christmas movie of all time? This is the one I would expect it to be, just because it's a classic. Uh, is the it Wonderful Life? Yeah. Okay. It's a Wonderful Life. I hate that movie. By yeah. The way. Two is National Lampoons. Yeah. Uh, three is A Christmas Story. Four is White Christmas. Yeah, that's a musical. I don't. I don't. I've never jacked with that one. Yeah. I've never watched Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street either. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, Home Alone is number five. That's the one. I, I would say that's probably my favorite. Uh, Scrooged with Bill Mur- Murray is six. Really? Which I haven't seen that in forever. Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty good movie, but yeah. I can't see it being that high. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. They have Bad Santa at eight. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was funny. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, 9, and uh, 10 is the original black and white Christmas Carol. Hey. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a great one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. You, you kind of forget about that, that if you're not yeah, careful. Yeah, we watched that yeah. one. Son loves that. By the way, I hate Elf. Oh, yeah? yeah I can't I do, can't uh, stand that movie. Yeah. yeah. That was To me, that's when Will Ferrell started getting annoying. Yeah. 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 That is about right. What's the best Will Ferrell movie? Dude, when he came out in Wedding Crashers, I was rolling. Frank the Tank is pretty fantastic. Even even when he wasn't like the main guy, for some reason I knew he was going to. Yeah. And I I started rolling. I think his peak was either Anchorman or Talladega Nights. Those were his two funniest movies back then. I would say Anchorman is probably the one that I I would go to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Talladega Nights is so good, though, man. Talladega Nights, I think, is the one where I. I finally could deal with Will Ferrell because for a long time I couldn't. It took me a while to warm up to his style of, of comedy, um, and, you know, because I was just like, oh, you know, he, he's just being dumb, yeah. you know. And I, okay, so it's funny. I was the same way with Steve Martin. It took me a long time to warm up to his comedy. Once I did, I think he's hilarious. But I mean, it took me a while to warm up to it. Dude, speaking of like Saturday Night Live actors, yeah. Adam Sandler came out with that movie. Um, Eight Crazy Nights? No. The one that just came out? Yeah. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. They're saying he's going to win an Oscar for it. Really? Dude, and I come... watched the preview for it, and I, I think I'm going to go watch it. Yeah, it looks nuts. I want to see yeah. it. What is it about? He's, he's like a Jewish he's gambler. A Jewish, Jewish gambler. He's a jewel dealer. He gets this very rare opal. Um and Kevin Garnett gives it to him, or he gives it to Kevin Garnett. The basketball the, player? Yeah, on the Celtics. Kevin Garnett Kevin is playing himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like uh, Blue Chips, you know, where Shaq and Anthony played themselves, you know. Yeah. What? Anyway, so he gives him the opal, and his collateral, Kevin Garnett gives him his Celtics championship ring, and then he goes and pawns it so he can gamble, but he's right and, and all that. And uh, 
Mickey, then Garnett won't give it back, and it's just a whole like mobster bookie type. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's interesting. Yeah, the, I mean, some of those guys, man, they get they get stuck doing comedies, but they actually have quite a bit of range. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen Stranger Than Fiction or Everything Must Go? Mm-hmm. Like, those are great movies yeah. that Will, Will Ferrell made, but he always gets stuck in like the Sherlock Holmes. Everything crap. Must Go is actually pretty good. Yeah, Everything man. Must Go, dude. Stranger Than Fiction is a phenomenal movie too. Yeah, both really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. I mean, like I said, that I mean, Sandler's a great actor. Yeah, great basketball player too. Yeah. Yeah, he played a pickup game that got caught in. He's got still got some moves, man. You know who used to work people over in the like rock and jock sports games back in the nineties? Flea was pretty good at basketball and could Bro. shoot from just about anywhere. Rock and jock. You remember those? The M- MTV yeah. stuff? It was MTV and it would be like uh they musicians. Did ba- yeah, they and would do baseball actors, and basketball. And they would do a rock and jock softball. Yeah. And they would have some actual, you know, players. But then they did like a celebrity basketball game that had a ten point shot in it. Yeah, and they would get all these guys in. Flea was like yeah. kind of lighting folks up. <laughs> There's a rapper named Lil Dicky. Yeah, who's real good at basketball. Yeah. Real good at basketball. But I'm trying to remember who is it. Bieber. You know the All Star game, All Star weekend always has. Now, Justin yeah. Bieber has game. a bunch of mixtapes out there of him trying to look like he's like some stud basketball player, but they are all staged because he's kind of kind of terrible. Yeah, he's yeah. he's horrible. He's never performed. Who um, was it? Kevin Hart, man. Kevin Hart was decent. He, he's pretty no, good. He's five four, but he's terrible. pretty good. Kevin Hart's terrible. He wins the MVP. They give him the MVP of that All Star weekend celebrity game as a joke. Yeah, to like make fun of him. Because he's, he's not that great. Mm. I thought he actually did pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, I thought he did those. fine. Yeah, I had to fact check you on that yeah. one. Yeah. I'm just telling Bieber you, also thought he could box, too. Yeah. yeah. And Did then, he box somebody? Well, the whole thing was he they, he had a beef with Tom Cruise for like a week. What? Uh, yeah, he was supposed to fight Tom Cruise. Did, and I, and did I can't, Tom Cruise even respond? For some reason, I thought he did and said that he would. And then Bieber was like, oh, I was joking. Yeah. Or, or I think just maybe the fans took it way too far, and he's like, "Oh the, no, no, I was the, joking." The, the, I would put my money on Tom Cruise well, all day. And here's the here's the thing about Tom Cruise is he's that dude. He's that guy that will go and train crazily at boxing, yeah, just to do it right the, and do it good. The dude literally learned how to fi- fly fighter jets for well, for the new Top Gun. Ooh, and, that's gonna be a good. And movie. Uh, it's a, dude, it looks phenomenal. You know the other thing. The first one's horrible. The other thing is, is he got into hip hop <laughs> dancing and was going and getting hip hop da- dancing training, and that's why in uh, Tropic Thunder, he has that. You know, he dances. Yeah. At the, he like said Grossman. He, he, yeah, he asked them to let him do that. He's like, I've been doing hip hop dancing. I wanna, I wanna do some dude, of my moves. He's, he's well, that guy. He's crazy. <laughs> he's so weird. He's man. a psychopath. Yeah. But, the dude's dedicated. But it but it makes for <coughs> fantastic film. The only dude that probably comes close to him as far as dedication to a role is uh, Keanu Reeves. That yeah. dude goes all out. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis, baby. Well, no, no, no. I'm, Daniel like, Day-Lewis. You're talking about a dude who like only has a dozen dozen <laughs> movies under his belt because he dedicates three well, years no, to, but you're, to the character. <laughs> right, but you're talking about character development and, and what, what do they call it? Not character development, but... Uh, Method acting type Method film? acting. Yeah. I'm talking about actual like training and real skills to go and oh, do yeah. a movie. Like, I don't know what belt Keanu Reeves is at this point, but the dude's like phenomenal at jujitsu yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Daniel Day-Lewis learned to cobble. <laughs> learned to cobble. <laughs> he learned to cobble. <laughs> you know how to cobble? <laughs> no, I do not. But think, Daniel Day-Lewis hey, learned. You, you he think not Keanu only, Reeves knows how to cobble? Not only did he learn to cobble, he now has a line of shoes. Yeah? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's just, he was yeah. in that movie, The Cobbler. Yeah. And and it turned into. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's oh. done now, right? He's claimed he retired. Yeah. He made that just, the dressmaker or whatever that weird movie was. Yeah, he I didn't see to, that. He learned one. to do that too. And so they're saying they they're thinking he's doing the same thing. They think he's gonna start a clothing like a a fashion line and he's he'll go back. I'd buy some Daniel. Here's Daniel my stuff. thing, man. I would too. <laughs> Here's my thing. Last of the Mohicans gear. Yeah. Like watching Come out all looking that. like the butcher with a flag draped over that's, me. <laughs> that's it. Like gangs in New York. Like how do you prepare for that role? Yeah. You know? He had to go kill some people. <laughs> Has his own line of knives with blood still on that's the blade. I'm, I'm just wondering if bunch like. A bunch of people in the emergency room. He said it was just a wound. I'm just wondering. <laughs> Dead if rabbit he, in every pocket. <laughs> I'm just wondering if there's some lonely mortician who he paid some money to to work on some cadavers for they That's went a wound. In, before they went into the old, uh the old fire oh the butcher that movie's yeah. terrible also by the way gangs of new york yes yeah, he's, he's fantastic he's great it, it would though. be great it'd be great if cameron diaz was not within was, a thousand miles of that movie <laughs> i was gonna no, say she, she ruins definitely it. ruins Dude, it changes her accent at least 25 times her her uh her yeah. acting chops were not up to speed Dude, for being takes, she sh- she was bookended by all these great actors that's you know, all around saying, her. it takes a lot to bring a movie with leonardo and daniel day lewis down yeah. But she does it. Well, even the supporting people in that movie are phenomenal. Like, everybody's phenomenal. And then That's they give this saying. major character to Cameron Diaz, who, who nothing against her, to? but she's not. Who would you have given it to? Some up-and-comer Irish actress. Yeah. I mean, someone gritty. Probably the one from um, uh, the chick from No Country for Old Men. Her. Mm-hmm. She's Irish. She also, well, I think she was the voice of Merida in uh, Thanks, yeah. in uh, Kira Brave. Knightley. You wouldn't give it to Kira Knightley? No. <laughs> if she could pull... I don't think she could pull off red hair. I don't think she could pull off the roll. <laughs> Just... You don't think so? <laughs> not as not as well as Cameron Diaz? Hey, it ain't, it ain't Minute Like Beckham, man. We're talking about a pretty big movie here. Yeah. No, man, there's a lot of great actresses that have the chops, man. Tons of them. And just Cameron Diaz is not one of them. And that's what they keep doing. Like, you know, they'll, they'll put someone like Cameron Diaz because... You know, her name's big, but why is her name big? Because guys think she's hot. That is not a good reason to well, make someone your leading lady. What movie launched her? The Mask. Yeah. The Mask or something about Mary. The Mask was the before mask. that. Yeah, The Mask. Is but I mean, I don't know how many people I really... All of them. You think people watched it? Yes. I'll tell you what movie Mask was. Mask was, was a huge success. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what movie was terrible. Vanilla Sky. Is that Tom Cruise weird I don't one, think I it? ever finished that movie. Yeah. I think I fell asleep in it. Yeah, it's an odd one. Yeah. So. And she ruins that one too. Yeah, yeah. She's not a good actress. Yeah, if we're being not honest. Not at all. I mean, some of all, Mary kind of falls into her. That's her wheelhouse, man. Yeah. yeah. Like the hot Charlie's girl Angels? that everyone's coming after. Yeah, Charlie's Angels. Yeah. She's hilarious the, in that movie. The hot girl in a comedy. That's about all she can. Yeah. yeah. No, man. She's. Yeah, she's she's good at comedy, but no, she is not. She is not good enough to be in a Scorsese film. <laughs> Yeah. Speaking of Scorsese, have you seen The Irishman? Not yet. My wife will not let me sit down for three and a half hours. That bad boy it. is three and a half hours. <laughs> it is, I'm sorry. I I did not like it at all. Really? At all. It is, I, I, it's I, one of the more boring films I've ever sat through. Well, it's, it's, But I also said the same thing about The Godfather, and it plays kind of like that. It's boring yeah, because I like it's... I like The Godfather. I like The Godfather, too. It's boring because it's it's very historically correct. Is I mean, it? They took some lights. They took some liberties here and there. But uh, there's a scene where uh, uh, I think his name's Joey Gallo, Joey the Kid Gallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, he was killed, and he, you know, on his birthday, he went to go see uh, Ricketts, the stand-up comedian Ricketts, at the club, and he went to this this clam shop, this seafood restaurant, to sell, finish celebrating his birthday. 
and you read the police report, the police report essentially says that this the, whoever shot him went in, busted a cap in him, and he ran outside to draw uh, the gunfire away from his family. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, man, they recreated that scene almost perfectly. Huh. And uh, <clears throat> But the whole movie's about essentially the guy who said he killed Jimmy Hoffa. Okay. And uh, Al Pacino does a great job playing Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I think Al Pacino just always kind of devolves into Al Pacino. At some oh, that's point. Like, border, like that's borderline a, Scarface just screaming at the top of his lungs. Eventually yeah. what happened, though, is at the end, this is my union. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. To, to me, it felt like Scorsese set these old dudes at a table and was like, hey, this is the topic you're supposed to be discussing in the scene, and by the end of it, you need to get to here. And so they just ad-libbed all this old dude mumbling. Like, every single conversation is Al Pacino or Robert De Niro or Joe Pesci, and they're like, and they just do it for like 35 minutes just to make a point. Well, you're going to have to go kill him. Yeah. And it's like, and then, and then they're like, okay, I'll go do it. Tell them it is what it is, dude. Yeah. It, it, and I mean, seriously, that's that's about the depth of the conversation. It is what it is. Okay, it has to be done. Does it have to be done? Yeah, it has to be done. Okay, I'll do it. Like it's just those conversations. So, yeah, but over, but it is, over, it is, over. but it is based on Shireen's interview before he died. Right. That movie could have been done in an hour and a half, two hours, <laughs> easily. Corey doesn't have the patience, man. He's got that. Hey, he's he's got that millennial attention span. <laughs> I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was that bad. I, you know. Now, now what I rank. I, I can't judge with, it yet. I may feel the same way Corey does because three and a half hours is a long well, time. I'm you got to keep me engaged. Listen, I'm not putting it up there with Casino or Goodfellas <laughs> or The Departed. Yeah, that Departed. Departed, Scarface. Might, in my you know. opinion, Departed might be his best movie. Yeah, Departed's yeah. phenomenal. I'm, just, I'm not putting it in those realm, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. he's made worse. Yeah, um, but I will say this: I watched that other movie. What's it called? With uh, what's it called? Six, Six underground. underground, yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's a, it's a Michael Bay movie. Oh, dude, who's in it? Uh, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, and nobody else. Hey, yeah, that, and see, and I'm not really. Hey, I don't. A, I don't really care for Ryan Reynolds. Is, I get. I get kind of tired of his. It's in his flavor of comedy. It is the. It's 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 a violent comedy, is what it is. Yeah, like, and he he plays basically uh, Deadpool. Listen, I've never seen a movie with absolutely zero character development, and this movie is like straight up zero character development. Yeah. You could not care less about any of these characters. Yeah. They do things without reason. It's just dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Like Dave Franco dies at the very beginning and Well, I was okay with that. He's annoying. That's but that's probably the most like touching like that is the most engaged you get with a character. No, yeah. Seriously, this is how it plays out, right? This guy he, he all he cares about is the mission. Right, yeah. he's a billionaire that wants to save the world. All he cares about is the mission. He tells the team up front, "I don't care about you." Well, then there comes one part. They don't ever explain why, by the way. They don't ever explain why he's like that. Yeah. But uh, at one point, one of their guys is like, "Oh my gosh, this guy's going to kill me. You have to help me." And so one of the guys that's new to the team disobeys orders and helps him save the guy. And he tells the billionaire, he's like, "Well, sometimes it's more important." Blah blah blah. blah. Five minutes later in the movie. Ryan Reynolds has a change of heart for no reason. It goes back and saves the exact same guy, yeah. not even a different member of the team. Dude. And he's doing the same thing. The guys on the radio are like, oh, God, he's going to kill me. He's hitting me in the face. Like he's narrating yeah. like his soon to be death. It's Dude. the cheesiest, dumbest Listen. thing I've ever seen. If I if if I'm number one, I'm kicking number four off the team because yeah. he's too much trouble. He parkours, <laughs> but he sucks. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like he's parkouring the size of the building. I'm like, oh, all these all these Chinese waiter or waiters mm-hmm. are able to keep up with you on this. You can't be that great at it. Yeah. You know, we, I guess we've been watching different movies. I've been kind of, uh, 
having Brittany watch some, like I'll go through and be like, have you seen this one? Have you seen this one? So we've been kind of watching older ones. Like uh, she'd never seen Almost Famous. So oh, that's we, a good one. We, we watched that one. Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> what? No. no. Philip Seymour Hoffman's character in that probably gave me more life lessons than any other character on film ever has. His advice is golden in that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, it, it's, it's a the kid's like a reporter for the New York Times or something. Right? Well, or, uh, I mean, he's a kid and or, uh, he, he no, wants to be a, Rolling Stones. He wants to he wants to be a reporter, and uh, so um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is in his hometown. Yeah doing a report and he's like the editor for cream magazine yeah and he uh he talks to him and kind of develops a friendship with him and he, he he writes a little bit for cream rolling stone gets a hold of it says hey we want to have you you know go with the band and go with the band yeah right give me this many words on this band it's or a made-up band isn't it yeah Stillwater. Yeah. and um and Cash anyways and he there. ends up going out on the road with them and he meets these uh girls that they claim they're not groupies they're band-aids because they care about the music Kate hudson and they yeah and they care about the musicians and uh, anyways, there's all this stuff that happens, and it's it's a great movie. And then at the end, you know, there's the wisdom of what the kid learned, and he, he writes this story, and it ends up making the cover of Rolling Stone. And, I mean, there's just – it's a great movie. It's a Cameron Crowe film, and uh, there's a lot going on that's uh, that's great. But in my opinion, the absolute A number one best part is Philip Seymour Hoffman's advice to this kid as he's, you know, going down this journey, and it's just golden throughout. Yeah, it's what a, is it's a pretty good <laughs> What's up? What's the advice? Oh, just little things. He was like, you know, they're th- these guys, you know. Oh, it's 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 like, not just one piece of advice. No, no, no. It's the... it's tons of advice. He calls him every time. You know, he's he's kind of struggling or whatever else. But kind of the the gist of it is is you know kind of the same point of you know these rock stars. You know, he, he keeps telling him like you you're coming along at the death of rock and roll. It's the death of rock and roll, and these people are killing it. And your job as a journalist isn't to be their friend. Right, your job is to be honest and unmerciful, and that's the two things he kind of keeps keying on: be honest and unmerciful. And throughout the deal, he, you know, he keeps telling the kids like, "You're liking them, aren't you? You know, you're, you're trying to be their friend. You know, you enjoy it." He says, "It's understandable. They make you feel cool. But what you got to understand is, guys like us, we're uncool, and that's <laughs> why, you know, and that's there why we go. have to be." Uh, and he goes, "You know, beautiful people have it so easy." And uh, he's like, you know, they, they don't have to go through the same things we have to go through. And so, you know, he's giving him this advice about how, like, you know, don't try to be cool. You're not cool. Be honest and unmerciful, <laughs> and you'll be good at your job. And and that's what, you know, kind of in the end he has to be. But it also is like it's a little bit about the band, too, because they're just trying to be cool. And uh, one of the statements, you know, Jason Lee's in it, and he plays the lead singer. And he's like, yeah. is it so hard to make us look cool, you know, and, yeah. and everything? Because... He writes an honest review, and you know, yeah, they're they're a good band, but they're not all that cool. <laughs> Have you seen Shot Caller? Not yet. No. Terrible movie. Now, see, you watch dumb movies. I I, <laughs> I don't think I watch dumb movies. It's a dumb movie. You know what else we watched? I thought though? it was good. I thought it was gonna Are be like. Are you a fan of like, old school Samuel L. Jackson? I like him in Pulp Fiction. Okay. I don't know if that's. Old Have you ever seen The Long Kiss Goodnight? No. Okay, it's a Gina Davis movie. It is not the greatest movie on the planet, but he is fantastic in it. I mean, but I'm not a I'm not a Samuel Jackson fan. Oh, he's great in this movie. You got to watch The Long uh, Kiss Goodnight. He's pretty great. Uh, so, but I yeah, just, we've been going back and just kind of watching some older callers, flicks. Shot callers. It, it, have you seen it? No, that's the one where the guy goes to prison, right? Yeah, he's he like a big time like financial hedge fund manager whatever like rich dude you know you know if you read like the little 
you I know, did. what the movie's about, a lot of times that's enough to tell you I it's going to be man. terrible. But then he goes to prison for 16 months for DUI. And then he comes out and he's and like... And then he turns, up, it turns into a, an Aryan Brotherhood gang that yeah. he becomes a shock collar for and then goes back into prison to run essentially the gang as yeah. the top dog, kills the top dog. Yeah. I'm like... It's a all, lame premise. All this from like a 16-month sentence... Yeah, Come it's on, it's man. a lame premise. Yeah, yeah. seems lame. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wife's sitting there waiting for him to get out of prison. He starts a prison right and somebody and gets nine more years or whatever. And then like he's like, "That's all you need, you know. Move on with your life." And I'm like, "You dummy." Yeah. Like, put your head down, serve your time, and move <laughs> on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, this would never happen. You just anytime you plus, catch I find it hard to believe that they're gonna use. They're going to use the guy who knows how to work hedge funds and stock and and manipulate the stock market as being the guy who's going to run the drug, you know, yeah. run, a, have run you, a gun deal. Have you seen Brawl and Cell Block 99? Uh-uh. Dude. <laughs> Watch it. Is it a guilty pleasure? Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> Ultra violent. It's um it's Vince Vaughn and he goes to prison. He he's kind of a turd, like he's always kind of in and out in prison in trouble, <clears throat> but he's trying to get his life straight. Well, he Needs money, essentially. Yeah. So he goes to do, like, one more job, you know? Yeah. And uh, it was supposed to be just a delivery. Well, the guys that he was delivering with ended up, like, getting in a shootout with the cops. So he takes one of their guns and kills the bad guys to help the cops out. Well, the cops end up arresting him, and he goes to jail and then just keeps getting in trouble. And the people that were involved in the original thing are trying to kill him. And they, yeah. like, kidnap his family, do all this stuff. Dude, but he just brutally murders people. <laughs> like, I mean, brutally. Yeah. But it's a uh, it's a pretty decent little, yeah. like, just a little short movie. It's, it's you know, obvious. An independent film. It's obvious that Mortal Kombat did have an effect on us as children, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. No, there's definitely finishing <laughs> we, moves. We, we grew up with Mortal Kombat and Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, just like it's spray it. blood everywhere. It'll I be just, awesome. I like a real, like, I, you know, the bottom line is, is I feel like Shot Caller is a, it's a bad movie on Netflix, man. Go yeah. ahead, call it what it is. Well, it is, but it's a it, it's Punisher it, War Zone. They're trying to hey, watch your mouth, yeah. but the, what they're trying to do is they're they're trying to like essentially uh, throw shade at the prison system and all that. Yeah, which I'm I'm listen. I think there's some things that you know people shouldn't go to prison for, but mm-hmm. not, I just I don't know. I just I don't think there's a stockbroker who's out there like. Hey man, people people just get into these dramas, and dramas are the worst kind of movie. Yeah, dramas are the worst kind of movie, in, in my opinion. You need to make an actual legitimate film if you're going to hit the drama genre. It just it See, never works. That's the thing, and I, I think drama. We were talking about it a little bit earlier. I think TV. Like, if you just want to watch, if if a if a movie that is not great is going to be good, then it needs to fall into the comedy. Thriller, action, horror, action, sports can be just an okay movie. Right, that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like dramas you have to drama develop needs to be so a, much storyline to develop so many characters. I know it and needs there, to be a a series. And like well, Breaking and not Bad. only well, and not only that, but the problem with dramas too is, man, there's just too much depth to it, and people that don't have the ability to create that much depth. Right. Are out there creating but dramas, but you can't. and people who aren't that deep are biting on them and watching these yeah. stupid movies but you can't over create, and over. You create, can't create that depth in ninety to one hundred twenty minutes. Yeah, I mean it's just impossible. I think I think Breaking Bad. I don't know, it. man. There are some there are some movies that aren't that long that create a lot of drama and depth. You know, like I, what? Because Duke Godfather is like 
four hours long. How long? How long is American History X? Because I just watched that for the first time the other day. Maybe and an hour and a half, two hours. Maybe. Yeah, and that movie, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but I mean, what's it, it's 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 around one single event. Dude goes to prison. That's what a that's what a drama has to be. Yeah, but you you can't have one of a dude spending nine years in jail. And then coming out and like how long was how long was the hurricane? I mean that would be a drama even though it was a a true story. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't that. I don't think it was that long. And it's a fantastic drama with a lot of depth. Yeah. What about the Notebook? Yeah, <laughs> that awful movie that has. Hey, my wife. Rachel McAdams is the most awful human being on the planet. My and, wife and I first met in that movie. Yeah. My wife and I first met. She tried to act all tough. Yeah. She's like, I don't cry at movies. Yeah. Right. We watched two movies. Old Yeller. When we first started dating. Bro. Ladder 49. If you don't cry at Old Yeller, Ladder like 49 it. and The Notebook. <laughs> and she was <laughs> soaking the couch cushion <laughs> on both of them. <laughs> Ladder 49, admittedly, is a little sad. Yeah. Have you Who, seen it? Is that with John Travolta? No, that's uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. And he gets cut. He's a fire, Baltimore firefighter. He gets, he gets caught in the, like it collapses. Yeah, it collapses, so he's stuck. He, yeah. He's essentially going to die. Like, they yeah. can't get to him and all that. He doesn't want him coming for him because it was going to risk all their lives. So he flashes back. Yeah. Before the building uh, eventually collapses yeah. on him. Yeah. <laughs> then we watch the notebook. I'm like, this is the corniest thing I've ever seen to look over here. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm like, I thought you didn't cry at that, this stuff. The, ugl- the ugliest cry I've ever seen Britney do was that movie, Odd Thomas. She, she just lost it at the end of that one. That's a good movie. It's that's a real a, good movie. It's an underrated movie. But I didn't cry. No. Dude, my sister. Is there a movie that's made you cry? Dude, my oh, sister yeah. cried at The Little Mermaid. She cried at Lion what, King. But yeah, my, si- my sister probably cried at, don't let her lie to you, dude. Yeah. She, that's what I'm she, saying. She cried man. at every Disney movie that we ever went to go see as kids. Hey, 15 years later of marriage, she cries at Dude, the smallest Facebook video will bring <laughs> tears to her eyes. Have you seen Have you seen Ghosts in the Darkness? <clears throat> no. Where it's like Michael Douglas and yeah. uh, Val Kilmer. They go yeah. hunt this uh, the lion. The man lion. lion. Yeah, the true story ish. Yeah. I think they. Uh, so they, there's a nightmare sequence where I think it's Val Kilmer's wife is coming to see him, and they're at the train station. Yeah, and the lion comes and just like growled like oh. the, the wife and kids, and then he wakes up. There's no violence in it at all. Dude, my sister gets mad and storms out of the room. I'm not watching this. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's a, it's a dream Dude, sequence. Yeah. I, I get blamed for movies. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, I get blamed when something bad happens in a movie. I yeah. can't believe you brought me to see this. Yeah. I'm like, I, I didn't write this film. I didn't know that. <laughs> now, granted, I took her to Punisher Warzone. <laughs> Probably should have. <laughs> the, <laughs> the best? Dude, should have known that. That didn't go to theaters. You made that up. The best thing, the, the best thing I ever did to my wife was take her to go see District Nine. Oh, you ever see that? Yeah, where it's a decent kind of uh, cultural sci-fi movie to start with. Obviously, there's there's uh, undertones, you know. About, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Johannesburg yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> but at the end, it just devolves into this horribly violent alien weapon, just dismembering people. Yeah, people getting their heads ripped off or exploding in lightning blasts. Yeah, and Sheena's like, "What have you done? Yeah. <laughs> like, what am I doing here?" Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, they act like I'm the one who who directed the movie, and I'm like, "Yeah, hey, I had no clue this Dude, was coming." Yeah, and I had the biggest smile on my face. Like, yeah. I'm like, "This is awesome." Shana's just like, oh. "Well, see, I can't enjoy it because I'm just getting griped out the whole time." <laughs> well, now back to the the movie that made you cry. Uh, I'm pretty positive, like Old Yeller and Where the Red Fern Grows, you know, as I was a kid, you know, got me going. I will not lie, though. As a teenager, straight up bawling my eyes out when Mickey dies in Rocky Three. Will not lie. I, I, 
I was real into the movies. I not watched them since I was little, and I didn't remember anything about them. Uh-huh. And I watched Rocky One and just got real attached to it. And so I went to the video store, got Rocky Two, watched it, and I got real attached to it. And when Rocky Three came along, I guess I forgot Mickey died, and when he's sitting there losing it over Mick. I went ahead and lost it with him, man. I, I was know. probably 16, 17 years old. Dude, the, the closest <laughs> I've come as an adult was definitely Iron Man and Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. That's, which, that, which, that tugs at you a yeah, little which bit. Those aren't, those aren't great films by any means. They're fun films to watch. But, but it's like but you watching, get attached. Yeah, but you're watching an actor in a role that you've been attached to for a decade. They've yeah. built this, this guy's story and his background up for a decade, well, you know, and leave. Do, and don't discount so. Robert Downey Jr.'s got actual acting chops. Dude. <laughs> I, I know I, I know those films don't qualify for like an Oscar or an Academy, but that dude absolutely deserves it for that role because people can't separate the two because he plays it so well. Yeah. What, what movie? Uh, well, just Iron Man's Iron character Man. in oh, all yeah. the movies. No. Yeah, the Robert, like at the very least, he deserves like an honorable lifetime award. Or yeah, something for Robert, that. Well, Robert Downey Jr. is uh, well, yeah. is legitimately good. The casting director for that movie yeah. deserves right. the highest accolades. Yeah. I didn't cry, but the one that that got me closest to choked up recently was mm-hmm. the end of Creed, Creed Two. Yeah, when Drago throws the towel in. Yeah, that like is he, a like moment. He, he wants to let his son know, like, it's all right. Yeah, that movie, honestly, yeah, uh, Lee. If you don't, if you're not pulling for like the Dragos at the end of that well, that's a little what I'm bit, saying. Like, I, like it, it, great I mean, movie. nothing, nothing against you know the Creed family or, or Rocky or anybody like that, but really, they did a good job of that one being like, well, they're not the underdogs anymore. These dudes are, and that's the thing is is when, when, like um, I think they could have given in, given into it a little bit more. Yeah, but and that's what I'm saying. Like when Rocky Four was over, they interviewed Stallone, and he said. They said, what, what happened to Drago? And they essentially said he went into a drunk stupor and killed himself because of that loss. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what everyone thought the the storyline was. Well, then they bring him back and uh, Giselle, or not Giselle, uh, dude, what's, uh, what's uh, Drago's wife? She dated Flava Flav forever. Flava, pronounced with an Ava. Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. She was married to Stallone. <laughs> Brigitte Nielsen. Brigitte yeah, Nielsen. Yeah, Brigitte. Yeah, so so essentially they made Brigitte. Red Sonia. <laughs> yeah, Brigitte Nielsen didn't want anything to do with Drago or his son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's the hard part, you know, because, like, it shows her, like, she's living this society life and has yeah. abandoned her child and husband. Like, yeah. Nothing and, to do with either one and that's of the you. Thing is, is, and then invites them in like she's throwing them a bone. Like, oh, you've earned my respect to come well, visit my new family. Yeah, but that's the thing. The thing it's, is, it's, it's like it's horrible. It's torturous. The man. whole part of it is is Drago and the kid are just trying to gain her approval. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the yeah. reason they do they, what they do. They did not spend near enough of the movie with that part. Yeah. Um, and they spent probably way too much time with uh, with the Creed side of it. I, I was but, rooting for Michael B. Jordan to lose. <laughs> well, we 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 all know that you feel like he's the most terriblest actor Dude, ever. He is horrible, man. He does always play Michael B. Jordan, but in, in his seen, defense, though, a lot of actors do that. Like Kevin Costner is always Kevin Costner. You know what? What's the name of the? Uh, is it? It's Fahrenheit. Um, the, the 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 book where they burn books. What's it called? It's called Fahrenheit something another. 451. 451. Okay. Yeah. They made an HBO movie with him in it. Dude, watch it. It is the biggest pile of garbage yeah. that you will ever watch. It is terrible. No, some people do ruin a movie, man. And and if they he ever does if they time. ever get under your skin, you can't watch movies with them in it ever again. By the way, you want a good Fahrenheit four fifty one movie? 
or whatever it is. Equilibrium. Equilibrium far superior. Christian Bear. Well. Yeah. 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 Same exact premise. Tread lightly. Yeah. Stepping on my dreams. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. He slices Tyson Beckford's face off. Yeah. Like razor precision. Like the thing just slides. <laughs> it's a, kind of a, it's super cheesy. Yeah. I was going to really say, is. I've seen that in movies before. Yeah. They're usually not known for being great did movies. Hey, did y'all watch, did y'all watch, did y'all watch did I remember that show Aeon Flux yeah. on MTV? Yeah. Dude, that thing creeped me out, man. It's yeah. weird, man. Yeah. And then they um, and then they made the Charlize Theron horrible, horrible, horrible yeah. movie. Listen, man. Yeah, it didn't even get close to touching the you one know what that was bothers, on Liquid Television. No. You know what bothers me about those things and the fatality moves and the new Mortal Kombat and all that? What's that? Is that there's someone out there thinking about this stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there is someone there's out some there. There's some demented people out like, there, man. Who this stuff makes sense to. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> they're expressing... Yeah, you know, what goes on in their head that yeah. bothers me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It me immensely. Yeah, there's a lot of weirdos, man. You know uh, something I watched uh, recently that um, I, I didn't even know it existed, but apparently back in like '97 or '98, uh, the what's the Saban Entertainment or whatever, the one that did like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, yeah. they did a Silver Surfer series, and um, you know with all the new Marvel stuff's going to be about the the more cosmic level uh, going forward. <laughs> And you know that's that's what the Silver Surfer is. You know he uh, he's the herald for Galactus in yeah. the beginning of the World Eater, and then um, apparently they changed it up a little bit, um, partially because they didn't want to bring the Fantastic Four in, so they bypassed that whole arc. And then also because you know there were some things that they didn't want Thanos, you know, being in love with death, so they made it Chaos, Lady Chaos, and yeah. they made some little changes here and there. But for the most part, you get that Marvel universe of you know the the galaxy you know like gamora's in it yeah and a few others it only went one season though and i mean you're talking about the cartoon right yeah Yeah, i remember it and just as it's getting good you know it ends because apparently marvel and uh fox got into it with each other about that time and uh and they just they just stopped it but that was around the same time that all the the cartoons on saturday kind of started going away the x-men cartoon the spider-man cartoon yeah yeah i think i think it was because it was all on fox kids and, and marvel and fox got into it you know, because that's about the time they started making those X Men movies too. I'm thinking, Ugh. so which are kind of awful if you go back and watch them now. If you go back and watch them, they are terrible. Yeah, which ones? Oh, just all of them. Uh, I mean, what's his name? Brian. Um, ones with Wolverine. And the all guy that. who uh, he's. No, no. The 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 only the only part of those movies that's kind of redeemable is you know like I did like uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X. Um, but just man, the movies are just Hugh Jackman yeah. as Wolverine. Yeah, they, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. They didn't know how to make a superhero movie. You didn't like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine? No, he's good. He's all right. He ruined it when he started dancing. Well, my deal with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is Wolverine is supposed it's, to be this kind of frumpy, a, bulky guy, not this six foot three. It's not a circus, you know, model with a haircut like that. You know, it, it just yeah. Lo- Logan redeemed that character for me. Sorry, man. It's good. I will say Logan was fantastic. Yeah. I, he, I love that movie. No. Hugh Jackman did Broadway. Wolverine would never do Broadway. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure he would. Yeah. Spider-Man did. And they did a, a musical for that until people started dying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, Wolverine would never do Broadway. All right. I'm telling you. Hugh I mean, Jackman, hands down, Hugh Jackman dancing is the most awkward thing I've ever seen. Oh, really? Go watch Paint Your Wagon Red. Do you even know what that is? Nope. Okay. It is a western. If it's more but awkward than But it is also a musical Jackman. that is song and dance. And guess who it stars? John Wayne. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Clint Eastwood and Lee Marvin. Ugh. Two of the 
the baddest cowboys to ever hit the silver screen. Okay, see, and I'll, they're in there just singing and dancing yeah. and painting their wagons red. Guess what? I like my Clint Eastwood bad. I like my Hugh Jackman bad. Yeah. Okay. I quit following Hugh Jackman on Instagram because he dances too much. Yeah. So I'm not going to watch that movie because I like to keep Clint Eastwood <laughs> as the dude who talked to the chair at the Republican National Convention. That's, <laughs> have that's you seen, where I want to keep him at. Have you seen The Mule with him in it? Uh-huh. Where he's a drug runner? The old drug not runner? Not yet. No. It's like the most pointless movie yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. No. His best, man, his best film, in my, in my opinion, is uh, Outlaw Dirty Josie Hair. Wales, man. Outlaw Josie Wales is fantastic. Dude, what's the one where he's... If you like The Mandalorian <laughs> at all... The outlaw Josie Wells is is basically what they're doing. It's this guy who, he's 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 not even really a reluctant hero. He's just a guy trying to get somewhere, do some, and he just keeps acquiring these people, even though he doesn't want to. And before you know it, he's got like this kind of circle of this family. I don't really like him. the Mandalorian though. Well, you're wrong on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, no, it's, I, it's good. I like it from an entertainment value. They really tied that story together with but that last episode listen, and and episode eight. I've got high hopes. For Listen, I started. Eight. I started getting worried around episode three. Episode and four. three, I started getting yeah. kind of worried. Episode four, I was like, okay, they they they're just throwing episodes at yeah. us now. They've lost the arc. What's the story? What's going on? And then, bam, they tied it all together Listen, with episode seven. Listen, <laughs> I think it's a good show, but it's not like if it went away, it wouldn't bother me. Here's here's what'll change your I'm mind. I'm not a Star Wars guy. Here's here's what'll change your mind when they come out with the first season and it's all out, and you binge watch them one through eight back to back and you're gonna be like yeah that was good uh, no it's a good show i'm not i'm so, not knocking. i will say one thing is i don't know if i like them switching directors on episodes, episodes listen because i think it i think it jacks with continuity a little bit quality of the show yeah very well done yeah and i'm in it to support carl weathers and uh <laughs> the most random person and the chick uh the uh the uh, Gina Carino yeah Gina Carino my wife uh really likes her character yeah. on that I'm in it for those two people from a personal standpoint first thing Brittany said was character. I like it when the girl who's beating up guys actually looks like she could beat up guys she goes yeah. I don't really like it when a girl my size is Which, beating by the up way, dude, I, how many times have I complained about that yeah. on this on this show Which, Brittany feels the same way she's like I, I just <laughs> Which by the way terrible MMA fighter was she I mean, she was good at the time. Well, she, she it just wasn't up, popular to be a female fighter. Well, I mean, but, but she she looks dude, in the, the movies first, though. She looks like someone who could hold her own with anyone. I'll just say this: the first the first legitimate fight that she fought in mm-hmm. got waxed. Who was it? Cyborg. Was it Cyborg? Well, yeah. Cyborg was kind of waxing everybody. Though. Yeah, wasn't she, wasn't honest, she kind she of the borderline murdered people for yeah, about but two the, three. Years. But the point is, is yeah. I, I still. But I. But I'm like, just didn't saying. they kind of dodge Cyborg if they had someone they liked? They wouldn't let her fight him. Like, didn't they? No, like, Cyborg was on steroids and couldn't yeah. get in for a long time. Okay, because like Ronda Rousey and some of them like never had to fight Cyborg, right? Yeah. Ronda Rousey would have gotten murdered. Yeah. yeah, she's she was terrible too. Let's be honest. The UFC yeah. did her a bunch yeah. of favors. Yeah, that, that, that Holly Holmes girl wrecked her, and then Holly couldn't hold her own after that, right? This chick from Brazil. Brazil, yeah, uh, Nunez. Nunez, dude, she's she's she's, she's the bad. real she's deal, legit. huh? Well, yeah, she's because she, about her she can fight on the ground like Rousey could, but she can box. Yeah, that that was Rousey's downfalls. She couldn't throw hands, so the first time she fought somebody that was a world champion kickboxer, she got absolutely yeah. obliterated because she tried to stand up with her, yeah. then, which makes no sense at all. She could have beat Holly Holm, taking her to the ground. Then Holly Holm, but never made it. No, there. she didn't. She tried every time she tried to get in. Holly Holm would clock her. Yeah, that's it's all it was. Yeah. Then Misha Tate turns around and beats Holly Holmes. Yeah, yeah, and and Tate, you know, just got beat by everybody. I mean, yeah. it's just I don't know. It's hard. It you know, we have our buddy Mishka who comes on, you know, came on a while ago, and I talk to him every now and then. 
mm-hmm. uh, about it. And it's it's not there's never a best fighter. You know, you look at that someone like George uh, Saint Pierre. You know, it's it's all about matchups. You know, yeah. Yeah, Misha. But, you know, Holly Holmes doesn't match up well with Ronda Rousey. That's why she beat her. But Misha Tate does, and that's yeah. why you know but, Misha Tate won. You know, but Misha Tate doesn't match up well with, with uh, Ronda yeah. Rousey. But we got on this whole subject though because we were talking about people in movies. And yeah. Let's be yeah. real. I could care less if someone's an actual good. You know who can't box a lick? Sylvester Stallone. All right. Mm. <laughs> he cannot. He cannot. He never has been able to. Mm. He's as bad a boxer as Hulk Hogan is a wrestler. Have you All seen right. him choreograph those fights? <laughs> Have you seen the yeah. movies? They're awful. Dude, they're <laughs> just, when it comes to the fights, nobody has their hands up. They're just taking punches in the <laughs> face. <laughs> That's the best part about it. Mike, I'll give Michael B. Jordan. This is the only thing I'll ever give this dude credit for. Is he? We pulled it out of yeah, him. We drug yeah. it out is of he him. Sells, he sells his boxing chops Yeah, in those movies. He, yeah. he looks like he knows what he's doing. The training yeah. and everything. My buddy uh, boxed semi-professionally before he got on the department and was like, yeah, that's yeah. that's probably the well, most realistic representation of a boxer you'll ever see in a film. Yeah, and, you know, a, a lot of what's going to get Michael B. Jordan roles, I mean, if you're being honest, is just the fact that, you know, he's – He's a good-looking man, right? I mean, can we say uh, that? We got the confidence to say another dude is a good-looking dude. I got that confidence. Hey, man. I ain't he, afraid to say he's it. He's jacked, dude. Yeah. yeah. He's a good-looking man. He he looks go, he's going to get movie Panther. roles. <laughs> he looks stupid in Black yeah. Panther. I wish he'd spent a little less time in the gym and maybe more time in acting classes. <laughs> but, but, uh, but no, man. Any, that's the first thing I noticed I'm with the Rocky three, or the Creed poster. I was like, that is a jacked dude, yeah, he's man. Huge. He, I mean, he was huge in Black Panther. I'm yeah. just saying it's that's a good world. It's a good world if Carl... Carl Weathers has work. That's all. Yeah, I'm saying. you remember the. So I'll know, support the Mandalorian and give it, you know, the thumbs up on Disney Plus. So do you think that yeah, Apollo Creed is his best role? Yeah. I don't know, man. Because he was good in Happy Gilmore. Yeah. Oh, Happy. He yeah, was I forgot really, about Happy. <laughs> he was good in Happy yeah. Gilmore. What about Predator? Totally. Yeah. The hips. He was pretty good in Predator, but they didn't let him stick around long yeah. enough. And well, uh, they didn't let him stick around too long in Rocky no. either. He did, he did have the most epic handshake of all time. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> Dude, and then the, and the then, vascularity of that handshake and, and was then, phenomenal. Then, of course, there's that old classic Action Jackson. If you've never seen that yeah, one, no. probably don't watch it. It's it's rated R and it earned it. <laughs> but but no. it's, a, it's old school. Happy, happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, definitely Rocky, but Happy Gilmore after that. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. That big wooden hand, he sold it. Oh, he's good. <laughs> he sold it. I thought that was his hand. Someone had to tell me Carl Weathers didn't lose his hand. Uh, I love how they always portray him as being stingy. Yeah. Like, did you ever, like he uh, was a guest star on uh, Arrested Development a couple times? Oh yeah, and he was always just looking for ways to just skate by without having to pay for stuff. Yeah. And he did the same thing in the first episode of The Mandalorian, yeah. where he didn't want to pay him full price. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a it's like a running joke, running joke with, with his characters. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome! No, he he is a likable guy. Speaking of mustaches, he never gets brought into the conversation, but he has got a really good mustache. Yeah, Carl Weathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we never. Whenever we start talking about facial hair, we always forget that guy. We kind of sleep on it. Yeah. So, yep. No, he does. He does have a good mustache. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of things that need to be cut off, that's uh, what I was wondering. How how are we doing on time, man? Not the stash, man. One hour. Yeah. Stash oh. is staying. Merry yeah. Christmas. Um, we actually gave him an extra three minutes and 25 seconds this week. Yep. They should be thankful. That's yeah. our uh, pr- present to you guys. All right. We Merry should Christmas. cut it. So we've gone long in the last two. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, Have ho. a happy new year. Out. Later.